the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Are you looking to sell your app? Blue Throne has bought apps from over 100 developers from all over the world. These developers had a great exit, left financial stress, and moved on to their next big project. Get a free valuation of your app by going to bluethrone.io. That, once again, is bluethrone.io. Scaling your Apple search ads campaigns can be challenging if you don't have the right toolkit. Trust me, I felt the pain. From market insights to automation tools, searchads.com provides everything you need in a single intuitive dashboard so you can easily adapt, optimize, and grow your mobile business in the App Store. Learn more by going to searchads.com. Let's get into the second part of our show, the app audits. I know there's some questions, but we will get to those questions, but I want to make sure we have some time for the app audits. How are you on time, Kai? Do you have a little, can we go a little bit over 10 a.m.? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. This is, you know, when something's going well, when you're just going over and, you know, you don't want to up and people are loving it in the audience too. All right. So let's, let's take a look at Andres app. I know I think Andres, I think you're here. So he's got this app, the simple budget app. And similar to your point, Kai, you know, there's a lot of different budgeting apps. And so I'm curious to see what you have to say, knowing the productivity, the success of your first launch that was in the productivity space. He wants, Andre says, I want to improve organic user acquisition. Current daily installations are in the single digits. So anything that stands out to you right now? Yeah, I think you you can probably do a better job ASO. Uh, you know, if I were just a user looking at this simple budget, quick expense, first thing I noticed not, uh, is the title and the logo, right? So the logo, I, I think you should like basically do a better job of designing the logo because right now it may not be super clear to me what that means, right? When I look at the expense, okay, maybe the red dot, uh, sorry, the yellow dot actually means a coin that means money. Uh, or like the, mm-hmm. the arrow means a chart. It wasn't clear to me at first glance. It wasn't clear. Like, I think you want to tie your, you want to get very strong context of people who um, download your app. What is this? Why is it relevant to me? Because most people who scroll down will see, hmm, I don't understand. And they'll move on. They, they won't go read it and then try to understand. They'll just move on. I completely agree. I mean, that's one the first thing I noticed too. I, I mean, not to nitpick here, but I will. And <laughs> that's what we're here to do. But simple budget, the B is lowercase. I don't like it because everything else is uppercase, the proper case. And so I rather either go, you go all small or you go all big. I don't like it when it's like that. It makes, especially for a money app, right, Kaya? Like you need to build trust right off the bat. And I thought the icon just doesn't feel as refined and as professional that I would personally want if I'm doing my budgeting. I need to see some really good design because it impacts the way I feel about a budgeting app. It might be a game, sure. You, you know, maybe I don't need a cool design icon, but for a budgeting app, I do really need that, in my opinion. And then, yeah. I, you know, what I would say is to your point earlier, Kai. Like, 
look at what other budgeting apps are doing and see what essentially what Kai did. I mean, he went through a very crowded, he said it himself, it's very crowded. There's a lot of apps out there doing the same thing, charging you for the same stuff. So how can I get out there that's a little bit different and look at their, you tell me what you did, Kai, but like look at what their screenshots are saying and maybe try to improve on it. Don't just say the same stuff right? Look at their critical reviews for these popular budgeting apps and see how you can stand out from the app stores and build something different and use those critical reviews, those one to two star reviews and use the same words. And be like, you know, this app is completely paid. I can't do anything without paying them. And then be like, okay, well, you know, you can budget for free or whatever it is that you can find out that blue ocean that separates you from other budgeting apps. That's what I would do too. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think if you, if I were running marketing channels, I'd always start with Apple search ads, right? Kyle, like, I mean, unless you feel completely different, especially for an app like this budgeting, you know, people are searching yeah. for this type of keyword. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Always start with like search. All right. Let's get into the app. Oh, that's the first screen on <laughs> Good guy. You, you, you start off with, so right now, just for the people who just listen to the podcast, which you guys can get all the time, if you want to go to appmasters.com slash podcast. But anyways, what I'm seeing right now on first open is a review prompt, the default iOS review prompt. Yeah. No welcome um, flow, no nothing. That's the first thing I see. Yeah. So like, um, two things I want to share. Number one, yes. I actually like that you're trying to pop a review as soon as possible. Believe it or not, in our app, we've tried. If you do this, like a lot of people will just give you five star or four star. Um, so that's mm -hmm. a that's that's a secret. That's a that's my secret. Uh, but what you also want to do is show a welcome screen. You want to start by telling people like uh, about your value, what you're creating for them. Explain how you how it works. Otherwise, it's just a random app, right? You want to get people excited. You want to set expectation of like, these are like the three steps you should take, right? It, it might be counterintuitive as you, you are trying to get people into the app as soon as possible. But if you set the stage, oh, this is how you get value. You do A, B, and C, and then boom, you got whatever you want. And then more people will, will actually complete that action. So you always want to start with that. Yeah, I agree. And I did the same thing, Kai. It does lead to a lot of four and five star reviews, but I got a couple of one star reviews and written reviews of people saying, I can't use this app without reviewing it. And, and so I, I do it on second open now, but I like the aggression. I think it's good to be aggressive. I just prefer, I just do it on second open. I don't have data to say like it impact. I did get a ton of reviews though on first open. So I do like the aggression, but I, I didn't want that one star review anymore. So I took it out and put it on second open. Okay. I'm going to hit, oh, wait, hold on. Andres, I'll, I'll submit it for you. Yeah. To Kai's point, you want to do that because the next thing I want to see and the, probably the reason why you might not be converting is I want to see where, is there, so is this completely, looks like it's completely paid. I mean, free app. I can't find the pricing page. Yeah, so it looks like it's completely free. I, I mean, I, I would lean into that then. There's no, there's no pricing page. It's completely free right now, which yeah. I don't like, Kai. Like, I want you. I mean, the only thing that you, you want to build a business, right? To Kai's earlier point, it's a business, funnels, all this stuff, and. With budgeting, if you are providing a good product, you should be in business. 
should be making money because we need more of this app, just like us. Like we, it took me a while. Like self, I have to make money. Otherwise I can't just be keep reading free content. Otherwise I'm a charity. Right? So here I would try to figure out a way to make money, Andreas. Yeah. Just to add on to here. that, I think when, once you start charging people, um, actually you will learn something different because maybe your initial users want to use it for free, but they'll just leave if you try to charge them any amount. So you're not actually solving an important enough problem for people, or you might not, right? You want to like, you, you want to see if people are willing to pay for this. If no one is ever willing to pay for this, then maybe they'll just try it because they downloaded an error or they thought you were something else. So like you, you won't learn fast enough if, if you don't start by charging people. Yeah. And I think the, the people who give you the best feedback are your paying customers. Mm -hmm. And that's when you'll get the best feedback from anybody, really. Okay, cool. And then Andre says, he heard the same about the first rating. So, and he's not getting any bad reviews. So maybe it's worth it. Like maybe I should put it back on first open. <laughs> Suffer the first reviews, a couple of them, but it's a small percentage and maybe I shouldn't be so scared. Tommy, I don't know if he's a friend, but he's like, congrats on the launch, Kai. That he's in there. Thanks. I know Let Tommy. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Figure. Andrea says the original app name was quick expense, but working on ASO, I did like it. It is now, but the capitalization of the title makes sense. All right, good. And then people have talked about how the screenshots are small in text. Yeah. Or came and Andreas has feedback. I launched it for free, just looking to grow it and learn. But lately I've been thinking about monetizing it and I think you should, right. And you should show that pricing page because you're going to learn a lot more. And you know, we, I think Andreas, you know what I, I would push you to do this because we work with Rudy, who's been a part of the community for a long time, but he went from a dollar a day to $17 days. And then he was getting 50 downloads a day. So he was, he already got that organic juice running, but just by fixing the product, what I would hopefully eventually happen for you was Rudy went for that as a side hobby, just like you put in there. And then eventually now he's making enough revenue he, with all the different hacks. He's been out, went from a dollar a day to hundred dollars a day. And so now it's like, Hey, can I live off of this? And very close when it just turned out to be a hobby, you want to teach himself how to code. And that's how he built this app, which could be the same thing for you. But I think as you keep iterating on this, you know, you can get the same story folds up is for you as well. Okay. Anything else you want to mention on that app? Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, one thing I would add is I'm not sure who this app is for because uh, I'm a small business owner myself, right? Uh, when I look at this, I'm not sure if this is for me or if this is for like someone to learn about personal financing or if it's for some like e-commerce owner or some like shop owner, right? You got to make it clear who is this for. Otherwise, you won't speak to anyone. I love it. I love it. Whoops. Okay, let's get into Elsmar says, thank you for answering. At Master's Channel and Podcast offers all, almost all, almost, okay, I like that. <laughs> almost all the information you need to develop an app from idea to launch and marketing. Now I develop my own app with my hired designers and developers. I just want to say kudos to you, not reading it just for the, well, it makes me feel good. But also kudos, that's awesome, man, that you're able to hire. That's when you're building a business. And then Noah says, what are your best practices for rebranding an app name and icon that has a few hundred users? Should I rip the bandaid and notify existing users in the app? What do you think, Kai? Yeah, man. Um, I think your first few hundred users 
um, like to me, that feels like a low number, to be honest. I, I think you already have your answer, which is you want like you, you want to do your rebrand because you think it will help you in the future and you are not happy with the current results. So just do it. And just if you communicate straightforward with your existing users and like people will understand, um, even if like some people might churn because it's no longer for them. That's your business decision to make. Again, like what's mat what matters to you is the, the thousands or, or tens of thousands of users every month you're gonna drive in the future, right? So a few hundred users, while well, you are you appreciate them, uh, but it's really your business to drive. And you you sh as long as you are genuine and you you respect your users, I don't see a reason why not. Completely agree. Just do it, Noah. Especially if it's just the name and icon, like you're not changing your business model. This is like the easy stuff. And most of these users won't even notice that you branded at all. So they're not thinking about it as much as you are. All right. Petruska, I think I said that right. How are you searching new ideas for app? I always see small, I always see or small organic traffic with small amounts of apps being, or big sec selections of apps with large brands. Okay, essentially, how are you doing research how, when you're thinking about new app ideas, Kai? Yeah, so um, like I use uh, a site I recommend if you don't know is Sensor Tower. So basically on Sensor Tower, you can put in the name of apps and then you can see how much revenue they made in the last 30 days, how much downloads they, they have in the last 30 days. And you really want to learn from that. So basically the key is look for apps that are like, you know, are breaking out. So basically they are making, for example, at least like 50K uh, per month uh, or more, right? You want to find the categories with enough demand that you can actually go in there and do something different, right? If you're looking for an app from, uh, searching for an idea from existing uh, apps in the market, I would say go target a big market like where you, there's a better chance for you to find a corner and then use that as a beachhead and expand rather than looking for like a tiny thing that maybe only 500 people in the world will ever care about. It's just like never going to be a big enough business. So what I do is I, I look at, you know, just I, I browse the app stores constantly and I find interesting apps that uh, land on the top, like top 200 apps in the each category, for example, productivity. And I looked at why mm. they're popular. It's just a new concept, right? And then try and think about think about it more and do my research. You know, and, and it there's no easy answer to this, Petruska. I think it is the way I like to think about this too is meditation versus breathing, right? Breath work. And so it's an example because we've seen a couple of different breathwork type of apps. But if I were starting an app today, would I want to do meditation with all the calms, the head spaces, all those people competition, or would I want to go into like breathwork? I personally, and you can look at the stats, there are apps that do breathwork that are making what Kai, and I love that Kai has a number, at least $50,000 a month. And so I would personally probably try to do a breathwork app because I feel like there's less competition for that. And there's enough market size for me to develop my own brand and make some. So that's how I like to think about it. And I think that's a great example because there's so many different meditation apps out there. What do you think about that, Kai? Yeah, I completely agree. I think as a matter of like, just core principles, number one, there's enough of a market. Number two, I can actually have an advantage or win some part of the market. Yeah. All right, let's get into Dylan's app. Dylan's here. Hey, Steve, I'm the creator of Barpedia, the app you're audiencing today. He's currently working. So he created Barpedia. 
for students at Penn State. It has all the bars there and people can view all the specials and entertainment, cool. Also report how long the line is or if there's a cover charge and the app averages the results each day to show the students approximate for each bar. Cool, very, very cool. And Dylan, I worked on this app as a hobby and would like to turn it into a business. Great. That sounds very useful, actually. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in your college days. So he wants feedback on UI UX. So I'm going to, oops, let me build it. I'm going to start off with the ASO a little bit. So if it's Penn State, I know you have State College here. So I think maybe Penn, Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if Penn State is called State College too, but I would have Penn State, right? What we found is college names, especially the big ones, actually have pretty good traffic volume and low competition. So besides Penn State, maybe their official app that they have in the app store, you're not really competing with anybody else. And so think about, I think Penn State's in Pennsylvania. So think about terms around Philadelphia, the Eagles, like sports teams in your area. And those would be keys that I would target in your, definitely have Penn State here and then also, like in your keyword field, think about all the geographies, the Eagles, the Flyers, all these sports teams, then they tend to have good traffic and low competition. So because you're so niche, I love it, but you can get really creative with the keywords too from an ASO standpoint. All right, anything yeah, you want to add? Yeah, I completely agree. I think if you're doing it for Penn State, at least in the beginning, you should make it super clear. You should even use the logo, use their like, um, whatever, um, like, uh, like the symbols of the school, just, just put it there, like get everyone in your school to use it and then try to expand from there. Got it. Okay. Oh, I like Joe's idea. Joe says definitely want to add more PSU colors. So I like that in yeah. there too. Yeah. That's a great idea, Joe. Cool. Yeah. Very useful. It means for college students. So that's what college students like to do. Let's get into the app. Okay, so this yeah. is the welcome flow that Andres, you know, Kai was talking about too. So it says press and hold on a bar to be able to drag and drop to its desired spot. Oh, so, so I can do favorites, okay. okay cool. UI UX could use a little bit of work, Dylan. You know, it seems pretty basic. I know you just started as a hobby, but yeah. Cover charge zero. Sorry if I screwed up your, <laughs> your data. Any feedback, Kai? Yeah, I think I, I think like there's probably the style point and then there's like the functional point. On the style point, I think there's some things you can easily do to improve it. Probably just a matter of like the, the, the style of like the views that you choose, you know, just look at um, maybe go to uh, dribble.com and look at the app designs mm -hmm. and, and, and take inspiration for like, why are people doing the UIs a certain way? For example, the all your cards, I like your cars, but they have like this like thick 
not think that it's a black border around it. It makes me feel like it's a, it's not very well designed. But what if you can use it like you can put shadow, like just drop shadow as a UI effect. Look it up. It's really easy. It takes five minutes ever to learn how to do it. Drop shadows, increase like the the space between each card, make it look like very modern, right? And then uh, I I I see that you are putting in like a a black uh, belt and you are putting the name of the the bar, right? Just make it make it a gradient color, right? Starting from the bottom is 100% black and then fade out. And that's a lot of like the, the biggest app are doing that. And that's just like, it takes like five minutes to do, but it makes your app instantly better. And then the next thing I want to say is um, your navigation bar is in a, a blue color that is kind of not a bright blue. It also doesn't really, nowhere else in your app is that color because your card is the focus. I would just suggest just do a modern design where there's no color, everything, the background is white, and then the, the texts are large, and you use black text, and then you, you, you put everything, no border, just use shadows, make it pop, make it like it's a 3D thing you can interact with. Yeah, I agree. And this answers the, somebody is looking, Romaine says, I'm looking for an app icon designer to refresh my app icon, make it look professional. Any recommendation where I would find a good designer for that specific need by any chance? Dribble. That's what I was going to say too. And so here, I'll pull this up. I was able to find, as Kai was talking, I was able to find something. I was like, I, look, I just look for bar app in Dribble, And here's what you can find. Look at this clean design. You can see the, the minute wait. So that would be interesting to see. But you can see like it, that's more, if it's a bar app, Dylan, Show some drinks. Like, why are people looking for bars? They don't want, I mean, in my opinion, they probably don't want to see the outside like this. That's kind of boring. What I want to see are beers. What is their special drink? Like th this Primo, Primonti Brothers, that sounds more, that looks more fun than any of the, like this the price or whatever, price. Looks empty. It looks boring. And I know you're a college student, so like you probably want to be where something's active. I think the pictures could do some work, use some work too. I think here, like if if you can't get any type of report line on this stuff, maybe go out to these lion den people, like the restaurant owners or the concierge, and be like, "Hey guys, I've got an app. I can drive more users. I promise. I would love for you guys to whether you have a special today, the happy hour things. I think that's what people are looking for. If you have a line, put it on here because I can help you drive more users." Oh, it looks like there is happy hour stuff. So it has a, that, but I can drive you, I can drive more users. If you can help us just give us the data. Cause right now I'm coming to an empty app and there's, it seems like there's no data. And so what's the real benefit other than me seeing the venue, the daily specials, awesome. And then a happy hour times. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And also like, this could use some work too. Like Kai said, keep it white, keep it clean. We like clean design. This is, you know, the spacing on the, the days are pretty bad. And then this, this stand, you can make it stand out without making it so like power on your face. Okay. But good job on you, mate. I'm going to give you applause because I haven't done any of this. There you go. Good job, Dylan. <laughs> you're out there. You're doing stuff as a college student. All right, let's get into some of these questions. And then we got to run soon. But let's see if I can find any. 
Okay. Uh, Andre says, I gave my resignation notice at work today and we'll start a 20 hour week contract to pay living expenses and dedicate the rest of my time to apps. Congratulations, bro. Yes, sir. That's why this is fam. Cause you know what? That's what we do. We support our fam here. All right. Uh, Noah says, Kai, when doing market research, what's your rule of thumb for guesstimating the number of downloads for an app? Uh, yeah, just use sistertower.com. That's my best advice. You can actually see, and it's usually accurate. Within the several thousand, it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I met with the, this was quite a year, year, a few years ago, but I met with uh, the founder, one of the founders of Sensor Tower, and he's like, Steve, what's your app? And then he pulled up his my app, and I was like, He's like, you, you probably get this many downloads. And I was like, that's pretty accurate, bro. And so <laughs> it, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Petruska says, what do you think is better? Focus and develop one app or create VP new app all the time and collect their revenue? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you want to start with one app, right? You want to move on when you find a reason that Maybe you want to move on quickly, but you also want to focus on one thing because like, think about it. You want it to be so optimized that your users, whoever tries it, will love it and tell their friends. And you can't do that if like you're working on five different things at the same time and nothing works and you're dividing a fifth of your time of your personal time into making this app work. And you're competing with people who have teams who have like a hundred people working on the same app all day, every day. How can you win, right? You, you want to quickly learn and if it doesn't work move on but you want to learn first without learning you're just like you know just shooting in the dark you just don't know where your target is amen i couldn't have said that any better guy i would agree focus and Hey, Tommy's a friend of mine too, Kai. Look at this. Tommy says, love your content, Steve. Watch one of your videos on ASO a few years ago. First one I've ever watched and I've grown my, our survey app to 1 million plus downloads, 200,000 reviews on the app store. Congratulations, Tommy. Hey, let's have you on if you're interested. So reach out to me, brother. That's awesome. And then Fernando says, my app is in the kids category. I have five to 10 downloads per day, but not any subscribers. Any advice? So I'll, I'll re-slow down because I <laughs> read that really fast. So Fernando the app in the kids category he has about five to ten downloads a day but no subscribers any advice for him for me i think yeah i think you actually need more downloads and you actually want to look at how you're converting these people right it, it's actually a matter of both because i will first focus on getting more users at least like a hundred users and they, they will give you feedback at least you'll know if this is something that you've actually done the pro like problem solving part right you actually know like at least like if you don't solve their problem at least you want to promise that you are solving their problem so they start a free trial with you to find out right so that's what the first thing you've got to do is figure out if you're actually solving their problem or what their problem is in the first place um and then like just talk to users at, at your scale like i, I think you, you just need more data uh, after you get the initial data or like there's a, another way to get data is looking at similar apps and looking at what their users are saying without going, if you can't really go out there and talk to like a hundred people, that's what I would do. Kids apps are extremely hard, Fernando. And so think about Apple search ads, even just try it on basic. If you want to just start going with that, where you just give a budget amount and then put a cost per install. So I think you can do both things at once. 
what, fix the, the top of the funnel, get more users by running some search ads. And that's pretty automated, right? If you just do it on basic. And then like Kai said, fix the pro you can then work on the product as well. For newer, newer apps, do you recommend to focus on high traffic keywords early on or go for mid tier keywords to ensure a higher rank, then eventually graduate to high traffic terms? Noah asks, what do you think, Kai? I think, um, yeah, I think you want to find keywords that you can actually compete with. If you are, honestly, if you're, if you, I, I would say the mid-tier keywords, especially keywords like that's most relevant to you or like even keywords that's like, you know, you, your, your, your name is similar to a established competitor keyword. Use that, be the second <laughs> one on the list as they search, like, you know, you want to be on the top five. You don't want to be in the top 50 because no one's going to scroll down past the, maybe the top, like top 10, right? So like all of that, that won't even matter if there's a hundred different apps like trying to be on the, the top. So we want to start low and then with your review volume, one thing, one thing, your review, people, what people say, the keyword that they say in their reviews, that actually helps you rank. So start there, build your review base and then move up the ladder as you go. Completely agree. All right, Alex, what is your suggestion for releasing a social media app? Is it okay to launch on one platform first, iOS or Android? For me, it feels like, yeah, man, it depends on the your target audience. If like, uh, let's say you are doing college students, right? And you figure you talk to like 20 of your friends and they say, oh, and then 19 of them uses the iPhone because it's like elite college or yeah. something. No, of course it's iPhone, right? But if like most of your friends are on Android, like three quarters of friends are on Android, right? Uh, as a social media, the, the critical mass is like matters the most. Like you want to give most people the chance to try it for free because it's social media and like people are probably not going to pay anyways. So for that, just like optimize for the lowest barrier to get as many people as possible to your platform. That's how you decide. Yep, love it. Then, all right, last couple of questions, guys, and then we got to jump. We're eating up a lot of Kai's time. All right, happy to join the App Masters family. Welcome, Code with Fata. Question, how do you talk to many users to see your app idea is valuable? So how do you get people interested in your app idea? Well, do you at least know maybe three or five people in your life who you know that have this problem, right? If not, then who are you solving it for? go out there, like figure out, okay, I will figure out where these people hang out. Maybe even the easiest way to do is online because it's COVID and everybody, everybody's online, right? There, there's gotta be Facebook groups where you can just like, you know, uh, see what people are discussing. I like, see what people like in Reddit, like people are discussing the problem or like a similar problem they're facing. Just chat them up, add your two cents and then say, can I talk to you, right? And then if you try to do it, it costs you nothing. You, you can just sit at home and, and try to do it. At least you'll find a couple of people who are waiting to talk to you. And then you can you can learn from there. Yeah, Fata, you know, people have built apps with Reddit communities. A friend of mine, he built a, he was on a previous YouTube live stream, but he built a community, an app. Now he's generating, you know, good revenues on the side, but the, from Reddit. So it helps you quit smoking weed and there's a Reddit form he's like hey guys i'm thinking about building this app da, 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 da. and he's like if you're interested in the beta leave an email and i was like what? you just ask them to leave their email addresses in the comments he's like yeah and i was like holy cow people actually did that so you can get through a lot of find a community or 
Look at SenseTire. Are there similar apps out there? Are they generating at least $50,000 a month? Is there room? Then you don't have to talk to anybody. If you don't want to talk to anybody, you can do the research there. We'll end it with this for Noah. For the Spanish-Mexico index hack, are Spanish and English keywords weighed evenly, or is English more relevant to the U.S.? What are your thoughts, Kai? I, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, I know this <laughs> trick. I use it in my apps. I, I think there's yeah. no way you can control it, but I would always like, I mean, equal space, right? There's no harm in putting mm -hmm. the most important keywords in your US category and then leave the rest, the overflows to, 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 to Spanish. There's just no harm doing that. That's what I usually do too. We don't have data to support you know, one or the other. What I have found, and this was a couple of years ago, is when I repeated something that I had in the US subtitle, in the Spanish Mexico title, I did see an increase in keyword rankings. And so that's where I would try to do if on that front, Noah. Okay, last one, Yusuf, you're ending this. Should you use keywords that are misspelled for your app, like Twitter instead of Twitter? Uh, if, if it's your own brand name, I don't think it matters. You shouldn't. But what I would say is we did find a keyword for our clients. It was a misspelling of keyboard. He had a keyboard app. And I think it might have been Spanish, but I'm not sure. But I found it and I was like, well, there's actually decent traffic for this, low competition. So I did use that keyword in the Spanish Mexico title. And we were able to rank number one for that particular keyword. So if, if it's your own brand, I would not use it because Apple's smart enough to say, if you misspell Twitter, they're going to show you Twitter. But if it is a, like a, a generic app or generic word that has keyword volume and is misspelled, then I would probably use that because WhatsApp is misspelled a lot. And there's a lot of traffic for WhatsApp misspellings, but uh, there's very high difficulty now that you never would rank for WhatsApp. Anything you want to add on that, Kai? Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, cool. All right, guys. So the website, go check it out. It is oneflow. The number one flow dot app. Number one flow dot app. And if you use the promo code Steve thirty, you're gonna get thirty percent off your first three months. So once again, the number one flow dot app. Oneflow dot app. Kai, if the audience wants to connect with you and say thank you for coming on. Do you want to send them anywhere else? Yeah, sure. Just send me an email at kai at oneflow.app. You really can't misspell that, right? K-A-I. K-A-I. Super simple. Guys, next week we are back and we got influencer marketing. And I really want to know influencer marketing on TikTok. TikTok is the platform that I'm most curious about because it seems to be with Facebook and the you know, iOS problems and all the things, Facebook ads going up in terms of price. TikTok is interesting. And so we're going to bring somebody on where I talk all about influencer marketing and how you can use it to grow your app downloads and your revenues and possibly use that marketing material from these influencers as your ad. So stay tuned. Every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are at appmasters.com as well. I'm on social media if you want to connect with me in any other way at Steve P. Young. I've been getting a lot of DMs on Instagram. Not a lot, a handful, okay? Hold on there. <laughs> but a handful of DMs on Instagram. So I really love receiving those messages on there as well. Kai, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Yeah, thank you. It's great. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next week on Friday. Have a great week. Let's go Niners. Let's go to the Super Bowl. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com.
atmasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.